All right, guys, it's about that time. Chris Brooks here with you on another edition of the Rebels 247 podcast, part of the 247 Sports Network. And inside the Rebels, hope you're having a great Monday morning to get your week started. Real football talk today on the show. How about that? About 15 minutes of real football talk, just stuff I'm hearing from a few coaches I talked to this week. Uh, But I do hope you're having a good Monday, having a good summer, a good month. I mean, now we are in the middle of July almost. I mean, we're July the 11th, and we're counting down the days until football practice gets started. And, uh, and yeah, look, I'm, I'm going to speak the obvious. Yeah, of course, there's, there's lulls between spring and when we get to fall. And then once you get to fall, I mean, you can't catch your breath. You know, it's something, it's, I mean, it's every day. And part of the reason I'm doing this podcast this summer is uh, there's, there's always content to talk about and there's always something to put out there. And I want to get in the habit on, on both of our end, on my end and your end of knocking this thing out all the time. And then, so when we do get to season and things are hopping every day, um, there'll be plenty of of content to talk about. But right now, you know, we wrapped up uh, a lot of the camp stuff and we saw what came out of that. Look, and before I get to the real football talk here, I I do want to mention this. And I've seen several references to it on the board in terms of how recruiting is going to go look very soon we'll be talking about real football and recruiting at the same time and you know the lifeblood of of these sites is always recruiting and knowing what's happening and it's just it's changed this year and that's not unusual when you have different coaches that come in you know everybody has their own way of doing it and this is very different with the whole NIL thing and the way the NCAA has changed things up, it doesn't mean it's necessarily good or bad because the truth is I'm not sure how this is going to work out long-term. I have some reservations with how we are recruiting right now, but I completely understand the direction that Lane Kiffin is headed here. It's understandable and not just understandable. It's what I would do if I were in his shoes with the way NIL has, has gone about. Uh, and look, let me just kind of frame this like this. The reason that recruiting is like it is, they're not going to take as many high school guys, which means I'm going to guess roughly half the class is transfers. Well, that means half of our signing class will be it. I remember last year, it's a crazy sprint through December and January tracking down everybody that they're talking to. And, you know, I don't know how many people they talked to to get the ones they got. I mean, they got 17, 18 transfers. So they targeted way more than that. And, you know, David and myself are trying to track these guys down. And it was like, it was exhausting. <laughs> it was, it was exhausting. So we know that this is just what I'm guessing and what I'm hearing. These things change. But I think right now it's, it's safe to guess that half of these guys for next year's class They're going to come from transfers that aren't out there yet. So, you know, I'm not going to sit here and cover for you guys, hey, players at other places who aren't playing much. Or, you know, your your four or five stars at Alabama or Georgia at a Blue Blood program that aren't playing much and maybe they're disgruntled. You know, you'll hear some of that through the year. And and every year we're doing it like this, you're going to hear more and more of that kind of thing. That the scuttlebutt will be out there. It's like, yeah, 
this guy's talking to other players. He's getting out of there after the season. But that's that's where half this class is going to come from. Or schools that are smaller in which somebody's just tearing it up. You know, think um, think Mark Robinson. I mean, who knew Mark Robinson before the season started? Nobody. I mean, nobody. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't fret about it. The recruiting and the coverage of it is going to be reflective of this. It's just, it's different. Now, lost in the fact last year of all those transfers, they brought in a really good high school class with what they brought in. You know, half of the class was high school kids, and I'm looking at notes here. Some of those guys will be playing. Um, they're not real heavy in Mississippi anymore. I'm I'm guessing that they are trying to sign and target half a dozen Mississippi guys. You know, back in the day, that would have been closer to 15 to 20. You know, I would guess pushing 20. And out of those 15 to 20 that you're trying to sign, you hope that you can knock out eight, nine, 10 players, right? And, and that's just not the case. You know, that's not the direction that they're going. They're just there. And as somebody that loves high school football here and, and loves Mississippi for that matter, and covering things closer to home, I don't necessarily, I don't like that. Not necessarily. I don't like that development, but it, I know why they're doing it. You know, I wish the landscape hadn't changed to where it is like this, but it is what it is. And last year they had a much easier time signing transfers. And a lot of that is just the competition and the value of players made more sense in the portal than it did for high school kids. And everybody, I don't have to just spell this out every time we do it. You know, the influence of NIL and, and you work with what's available there, but they had better luck with the transfer portal. My only reservation would be, I think that they're looking past some high school kids now thinking, well, that's that talent there. You're comparing now a high school kid versus a transfer portal guy, potentially a potential transfer portal guy, if it's like it was last year. And uh, that's like, again, understandable. The only reservation I'd have is, okay, what if you pass on a lot of high school people because you think the portal will be better. And then once we get to portal season, there's way more competition in that than last year. All right. Now, now you're, you have a problem. Um, but I, I can't fault the direction and I think it's the direction they should be going, honestly. So we'll see how that unfolds, but the ranking and where the team sits in terms of team rankings, it is what it is right now. It'll inch up closer as they get to signing day and they, they knock out the high school portion and then it will drastically improve. Um, as you go through the transfers after that, it'll be just like last year. So I wouldn't be, I wouldn't lose sleep over where the rankings are right now. Now, uh, some team stuff that I'm hearing. Um, just some individual players. And this is just kind of scuttlebutt, you know, amongst players, coaches, different people. You know, with the wide receivers coming in, I think Larry Simmons is somebody that that fans should be watching. You know, I thought that he was really good when I saw him in the Mississippi-Alabama game. Um, quarterbacks had a hard time getting wide receivers the ball that day. But, and in practices that week, but that's a guy who looked, like he'd be ready sooner than later to play in the SEC. I wouldn't be shocked if, and that's the kid from Moss Point. I wouldn't be shocked if he's if he if he's getting playing time. Um, I think he's somebody they're excited about, and just what's already happening on campus and workouts and you know things like that, and just people talking. I think Malik Heath has a chance to be a big part. 
I would be watching that. I think Malik Heath has a chance to be a big part of the wide receiver core. Now you're counting on a lot of other guys ahead of him. You know, your Mingos and you, you hope Mingo comes back and he's completely healthy or Jordan Watkins, or I'll leave somebody out just doing this off the top of my head. You know, Deion Smith is, that was a tough deal with, uh, with his grade situation in LSU and it got complicated and uh, he's, he's in a mess there. So that is what it is. Would have been great if that worked out. And if I, I don't think that is going to work out that I'm not hundred percent sure that it's final, but I'm treating that like final that there's no avenue there now for him. And he'll just do the best he can, whether it's through Juco or going back again and getting his grades in line. But I hate that for him, man. The the system here just chewed him up and spit him out, and that's just kind of part of this. But I think Malik Heath has a chance to be a big contributor. Kid's always been really talented. I've seen him through high school. I've seen him in junior college way before he got to Mississippi State. And he's one of those guys – you watch him play and you you think the production should be better. And I think he would probably agree with that. Like that guy physically has all the tools if he could ever just put it together. And and hopefully he does that. So hoping that he has a big year and, and he's able to contribute. But I've heard good things on him. Uh, a couple of the freshman guys on the defensive side, we don't talk a lot about these people because we're so focused on all the transfers, but Jerron Willis and Tyler Banks were really big high school gets. And I think there's a lot of excitement about both of those guys being able to not necessarily throw them out there as starters, but as being ready to contribute in some way, either in a package or special teams or those things. But you're also thinking, Hey, one year here in the weight room, get a little experience, get your feet wet, and then these guys are ready to go. Igbenosin, same situation. I think there's a lot of excitement about him. This was true of the transfers, too, at least what I'm hearing. Once they got on campus and everybody's able to see them in spring or summer workouts or whatever, these guys came in as advertised. And I think there's a lot of excitement about that. But we haven't talked about this as much, but I think the same is true on these high school kids that they signed. Look, here's another one, Xavier Harris. You know, I had a talk um, this week with a, with, a, with a high school coach who is very knowledgeable about the kid and has seen him up close and personal. You know, we, we make a lot about Xavier and whether he's going to be an offensive or defensive tackle. Okay, it's, I don't think it's a case of he's just opposed to, hey, I am not going to be an offensive tackle. If you see him play at that height and all of those things and those arms, it's hard not to see future NFL offensive tackle. And guys that have, have seen him, like I said, up close and personal, you know, I think they would tell you that. But at the same time, that doesn't have to disqualify him on the defensive side. Um, he does have a tendency, because he's so tall, to – have offensive linemen under him, but he's just, he's so big and he's so strong. He still dominated games in high school. And I think he's going to be a good defensive tackle. I think people are happy with him and what he looks like and the shape he's in. That's somebody I would be keeping an eye on. Can he get snaps? Now, if he doesn't get snaps, it's because there are more defensive linemen right now than has been on that roster in a long, long time. Um, but he's somebody that 
I think he will be good on the defensive line. I'd be very surprised if he's not. And then if he's, but if he's not playing to just an all-star level, you know, an all SEC level on that side, if he's just somebody that is just, what's the word I'm looking for here? Somebody that is just good enough to play. Like at some point he might say, oh, okay, I've given this a shot. I can do this. If people think I can be all SEC, all American on that side, I'll give it a shot. And I wouldn't be shocked if you see that at some point. Uh, but that's not the plan with him now. And I think he's going to be a good defensive tackle. But those are some guys that I've heard talked about already just singled out. Guys that I think are going to come in and and do well. I have kind of a, a very tentative depth chart on the defensive side of it. And I can't go into just complete detail on this thing because I don't have near enough time at this point to do this. But I hear about, we've talked about said Johnson a ton. Um, I think said Johnson's going to have a fantastic year, big time year, a, a Sam Williams kind of year. Um, the defensive linemen in general, I think are set up to be really good with said Johnson or Katie Hill, Jamon Gordon, uh, piggies coming in. I already here. Ivy coming in. I mean, there are bodies on the defensive line you have with, you have edge rushers with uh, look, uh, Jock Brown. We'll see what happens with him. Mac is back. And that guy physically looked the part in the spring. He could break out. Then at linebacker, you know, I'm hearing watch for um, Sistrunk again. Austin Keys, I know, is somebody that was playing really well early and they liked early. I think he had an issue with an injury, maybe. And if, if I'm missing that one, I apologize on it. And I don't want to say exactly what it was, but I think there was a little setback there. But he was somebody that they were excited about. And then you bring in a Kari Coleman and Troy Brown at linebacker also. Um, I think Tennyson is somebody you slot as a starter and somebody that have to beat him. Ashim Young, same thing. Maybe there's a way to get both of those guys on the field at the same time. Um, as safeties, I'm not sure how that would work, but we'll see. I think both of those guys are are big-time talents. At the very least, you have depth there. But I think they came in as advertised. And in general, like I said, I think the transfers, everybody's happy about, but we haven't talked enough about some of these high school kids. I think they're going to come in and be ready to play and contribute in some way, in some fashion, and get their feet wet. And then after that, you go to the set year two where you're in the weight room and all that, and you'll see some of these players become big-time players and fill major roles on this team if they're not doing it already this year. I think you can see it in year two. All right, that's just some of the notes I was able to gather on just how the thought process is right now, especially on the defensive side of the ball and some of these high school kids coming in. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day. We are getting to that point where it's real football talk and we'll probably start breaking down position groups. That's kind of what I'm planning. I'm not going to do recruiting today, but I'll make a few calls and just see if there's anything hopping right now while we wait on a few guys to make decisions. But you guys enjoy your day. I'll be at the Coaches Association thing all week. I mentioned that on the board, but I'm excited about it. I get to see a lot of friends, a lot of people in one place, and it's always fun. And I'll have some notes out of that. But you guys have a great day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.